Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast today. I've got a fantastic guest with me. I'm really excited about this one. I've snatched you from another podcast, but that is because you were speaking so beautifully, powerfully and poetically. What was that podcast? It was Ready Mindset, I think. Yeah, Ready Set Mind. Ready Set Mind, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Ready Set Mind. And you can see that on Instagram. It's a fantastic podcast. I was on it, but last week you were on it and it was brilliant. So welcome aboard, Daniel James. Yeah, <laughs> the crowd goes wild. We, we go mad on here, brother. Don't worry, the I've got a daft little yeah. crowd section to put oh, in there. Oh, yeah, nice. there <laughs> it makes it everything. The rest is shit now. <laughs> you, you've hyped it up. Yeah. It's all down here. <laughs> so, brother, how are you holding up in these times? Honestly, doing really well. Uh, my business. You look actually, it. Honestly, You're my business. Uh, pff, I think it's the lights. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just all the editing, the photo editing. No, I, I, honestly, my business is. Uh, done better now during lockdown than it was before lockdown. Legit. So I think that's the thing. I think the, the biggest problem is people freaked out too much. Yeah. And I ex- I always expect things to change. Mm. I, I, you might be saying, do you know, suffer depression, you've been in that dark place, you always worry when you're in a good place that you're going to get back. Yeah. You, so I'm constantly living in that state waiting of. Waiting for something to happen. Like 100%. So I'm constantly yeah. in that state of like, right, I've got to make sure I don't fuck this up. I've got to make sure I don't <laughs> fuck this up. And I'm just a bit like, oh my God, oh my God. And then when this happens, we're like, right. I'm not going to fuck this up. What can I do? And I basically just shifted it around. Uh, and genuinely now, I've never earned so much money in my life, which is Do you is think brilliant. that's a good attitude to implement, to always sort of be alert and switched on in the expecting? I think so, but only if it's not crippling you. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing for me. And uh, again, I had a good friend of mine that always tells me that my thing is finding the balance. Mm. Because for me, I'm so go, 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 go. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And she was just like... Yeah, but you haven't undone anything. Like you've not created coronavirus because I was petrified. When the first lockdown came, I went not necessarily into a dark place, but I, I went into my shell a bit. Yeah, maybe for two or three weeks, and I was like, I've done this. Like, I fucked my own business up. Mm. And the first lockdown was a bit of a shit show. Yeah. Uh, then it happened again. I thought I'm not going back there again. Like I'm going to do something about this. And it stuck with me when she said, "You've not done this. This isn't on you. You mm. can't control this." So I was like, right. What can I control then? Hmm. I could control me. I was like, I know all this stuff anyway, so why am I not applying it? So I just basically flipped my mindset around it and thinking, where's your opportunity in this? Hmm. Because the first lockdown, I went from earning a good amount of money, but because of when I was depressed, my, my taxes were a bit all over the shop, like in the negative most of the time. Yeah. So I only made £400. The entire first lockdown, yeah. I got £400 off the government. Wow. That was it. And I'm like, that can't happen again. Cheers, so, yeah, so I was like, I'm not, I can't, that can't happen again. So I just completely changed my mindset around. I stopped paying the victim. I was yeah. like, right, I'm just going to crack on. And I literally just cracked on and that was it. Mm. So for me, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that you're always... There's a term blissful dissatisfaction. Hmm. So I don't know if you're a vegan. I'm not. I love meat. So for me... like Carnival when you, diet. Carnival mate. diet. <laughs> so when you, have that, when you have an amazing steak, the most beautiful steak, and you have that first bite, yeah. you then don't think, oh, fuck it. You enjoy the moment, yeah. Then you want more, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I'm at now. Mm. It's like I'm enjoying it, but I want more. Thirsty for I'm more. I'm thirsty for more. I'm not Great saying, "Oh, this tastes really, really nice." Yeah, it does taste nice, but I want more. But mm. I'm not being an asshole to go and get it because it's already there. Mm. And again, toward the universe and stuff like my future's already there. I've just got to go out and go get it. So I've got to just carry on eating. Mm. So I've got to do. But I think the problem is people then worry that the steaks can get taken away from them. Yeah, that's yeah. when it's that negativity. So for me, I did have that. It didn't serve me. So now it's a case of like, right, I don't want to go back to that. Mm. It's, but it's not going to get taken away from me. So I'm just going to keep moving forward. 
that makes sense. So, so I kind of swapped it attitude, from yeah, worrying. Totally. I'm not, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about going backwards now. I'm more worried about what can I do to move let forward. Let it give you energy and let it serve forward. you. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I've felt it before in so many avenues of my life, in poetry and getting on stages, in sports, in the podcast. Always the first bit of the podcast, I think, I just start a podcast. It's the awkward bit and the rest of it's brilliant. And that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm exactly saying that. When I start my podcast, I'm like, oh, what, what do I normally say? I'm like, oh, welcome back to another episode of the Parliament Podcast. And it's literally yeah. the same thing, but yeah. I do my intro and then I do the actual thing to the podcast, but it's mad, isn't it? I've, I've found to just get straight into it before I wanted to sort of hype up the guests, let them say what they they did and we'll really get into it but then we just thought right it got a little bit um rugged yeah. and a bit sticky so i just thought let's say hello get straight in which is what we've done and it, it sometimes just depends i think like some, sometimes my guests i have to have the backstory because sometimes mm. when they've done amazing things you need yeah. the backstory but you're completely right other times it's like right I don't really give a Go fuck about a that. Let's just get straight into the meaty stuff. So I think it's sometimes you need... And, and that's it, though, because with the sport, with the poetry or with the podcast, at times where I thought, oh, I'm going to mess it up, I'm going to mess it up, I'm going to mess it up, I expect something to happen, yeah. you're giving yourself that energy, you're creating that story. Mm. So if you go in with nerves, but let that accelerate you forward it's a much better way so thinking oh don't worry if you do mess up though just go forward just play with it use the energy and the nerves to create a good show and go on with it i think for me it's like you've mm. got to accept that you could mess up yeah but so what yeah you can mess you're not moment. gonna hold me to it are you, you? you can literally you can literally walk on a straight road uh. nothing there and you could, could trip over Hmm. But you worry about tripping over every time you walk. Exactly. You know? But you accept it could happen. So that's my thing. Whenever I do a podcast or public speaking or anything like that, cause mm. I, I, people still say to me now, so I, I do a lot of stuff with clients, uh, workshops with clients, mm-hmm. so again, talking in front of a lot of people. And people are like, oh, you're so good at talking and all mm. this sort of stuff. And I still get nervous. But the thing is, when I do these lives with my clients, I'll set all the camera up and I'll literally go off camera for five minutes. Mm. And I'll just sit down by myself and I'll be, not, I don't necessarily pray because I don't necessarily believe in a God. I'm more spiritual. Yeah, yeah. But I'll just come out with, just help me add value. Mm. All I want to do is just help add value. Yeah. And that's what I do in my podcast. That's what I do in the consultations with clients. So I don't do any sort of selling. I just talk. And yeah. people are a bit surprised by this. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to talk about it. And at the end of it, like, oh, you can give me your prices. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. My, thing is, like, I'm, my whole thing is, like, <laughs> if, if you just add value to people, yeah. and you come from an authentic place of, how can I help? Mm. They, they feel that. That's what it you is. You can sniff out the other. Yeah. Uh, I've done keynote speaks all over the country, and there's been times where certain people, you just think, this is a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Or this you, you're is trying to sell me on something. Yeah, it's completely. Like, you, can't, you, can't, you can't come from that place because it's not authentic. Somebody comes on stage and they're talking about their story. They're just being absolute with you, full stripped down. You think, this is what I'd want to advise investing yeah yeah completely and the, i think it's like gotta be is anything in life how can you add value yeah. what can you do to help add value to this person i like this quote um the person i was going on stages before with uh said uh nerves are the respect that you pay the audience Ooh. and i thought that was quite nice Ooh, because if you're not getting nervous then yeah, yeah i used to sort of really build myself up and says it's good it's good because you care about what you're doing you care about them having a good experience that's what it is this so, is the yeah. problem is that like, then cripples you that's then the problem yeah that's, that, that's, that's what we're talking it's about then understanding that control that over Care but then once you then just flip your mindset around it rather mm. than seeing that as a negative thing yeah it's like again i've heard something very similar like that's the universe telling you you're about to do something amazing yeah yeah cool so every time i get that i'm Channel like 100 that. oh, that's problem people let it cripple them mm. but again i also think then if you're not being authentic with yourself you get more nervous because 
you almost feel like you're going to be a fraud. Mm. But actually, if you can go there... Imposter syndrome. Yeah, but if you're there and you're like, actually, you know what? I'm just telling my truth. Yeah. It is what it is. And so I'll let it crack on then. It's like, okay. I mean, this is the perfect start to a podcast. But I did want to, in this bit as well, you introduce yourself on what you do and what your business is because I didn't want to do it in the premise that I'd hash it up <laughs> because I'd, I'd say, oh, it's a PT, you know? He goes out there and helps people in that way. But it is so much more than that. I've got a lot of PT friends and they are life coaches. They are guys. They're so much more than just pick up that weight and start lobbing it about. So. I think that's, I think that's the problem. A lot of them aren't like that. So yeah, yeah, you know yeah, people that are, that's then, that, then that's that's because most most of them aren't. So, so, <laughs> so for me, I don't even call myself a personal trainer. I call myself a coach. Yeah, I'm not even like a life coach, just a coach. Yeah, so I don't necessarily like the term life coach. It's very namby pamby. Yeah, it's just people, <laughs> fluffy in it. <laughs> I think a lot of people try and do that more for their own ego. They like to try and help people, but they haven't really gone through anything themselves. Yeah. So for me, I didn't ever want to be quote unquote a life coach mm-hmm. or to quote unquote help people. My thing is like I basically worked at one of the, well, the two top personal training countries, companies in the country, mm. um, got an amazing amount of results with clients, absolutely fantastic results with clients, went off by myself, um, got into a very bad relationship with a female, mm-hmm. uh, she tried to kill me. <laughs> that, yeah, we don't delve into that. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, 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 listen, you can if you want to, but it, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll give her more energy rather than actually trying <laughs> to add value to the audience, but it's, it's relevant to say that. So then I went a bit of a dark, downward spiral, did what most guys do, didn't deal with that situation, yeah. went straight into another relationship, mm-hmm. then got really badly manipulated in that relationship and went on a massive downward spiral. Mm. Um, tried to get myself out of it, got myself to a good place, moved to Manchester, went wrong again, went downhill again. I thought, I'm not doing this again. Mm. Then I went this massive mission because I don't like to not know the answer to things. Yeah. I don't like being out of control. So I don't drink. Uh, I've not drank for eight years. Because when I was, no, longer than that now, nine years. Because when, when I lived in America, I got really badly beaten up when I was drunk. And I didn't want to be out of control of my body again. Yeah. So I like to be in control. Not in a crazy narcissistic way, but I like to be in control of myself. Yeah. And I've always had that but I didn't know what it was mm. but my thing is like I can't control anyone else I can control me so I can't control if someone's going to beat me up but I can control if I can defend myself mm. I can just control actually if I'm not going to let this situation escalate so I can get out of it um, and with the depression I was like I've let this thing cripple me mm. I don't like that so I'm yeah. in this massive mission of self-discovery and my trajectory was almost vertical like it literally was ridiculous because I was just absorbing information. I was literally like a, an insane person. Sponge. Uh, literally a sponge. Yeah. You know, I, I learned about a lot of attraction. I heard a lot of Tony Robbins stuff and people going about cold showers. Like, what's this stuff about cold showers? And I, like, and I heard that cold showers can help with the mental health. Mm. Right, I'll take a cold shower. Is that so, to do, is it a state of, is it homeostasis they call it? Or uh, yes. So, 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 so there's loads of different people, like you've got that Wim Hof now that goes, I'm like cold yeah. showers. And <laughs> there's loads of that. science, there's loads of science behind cold showers about how it's helped. But for me, mm. the sole purpose of doing it, it's got nothing to do with the health benefits i couldn't even care less yeah. about the benefits. i heard tony robbins say it and he basically turned around and said that first thing in the morning if you can wake up and take control of your thoughts yeah yeah because you've got you the Push real authentic yourself. you and you've got the, the the voice inside your head and there's not a single day that you're going to want to go in that freezing cold shower mm. but you're telling yourself no you shut the fuck up yeah. we are doing it no 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 have a, shut the fuck up <laughs> like, like a dog you're telling <laughs> yeah. you to sit sit the fuck down i'm in charge now <laughs> City so, mindset. yeah straight away bam you're in charge you're doing what you want to do you're taking control of your and it's you doing that first thing in the morning cool you take a cold shower you don't enjoy it but you're doing it because it's like cool and it's straight away you've then won the day how long have you been doing it for two years two years and, and even, is there a pay- moment you look forward to it or is it no? never no, uh, well, well, uh, i was talking to a client about this the other day so I actually paid £300 to get my shower made to go cold. I couldn't go cold enough for me. So I got a plumber to come out and get this shower for me. And, um, but I, I, don't now, I don't now do it as regularly because I don't need to. Mm. Because I've got my non-negotiables. So in my morning, my non-negotiables, mm. I've got uh, my gratitude journaling, meditate, read. In the yeah. evening, same thing. Um, but if I notice I'm feeling a bit prickly, I notice my mental health is going a bit downhill. 
only slightly because yeah. I'm a lot more aware of it now right get back in the cold showers again so I have actually now started doing them again mm. so again it's one of the things where I don't do them religiously but you know I'll probably do them for, for two months then take two weeks off then back to two months so it's just one of the things where because I don't enjoy doing it mm. but there comes a point where you don't need to because you've got all the other things in place you can step away from doing that if that makes sense. so that's basically the kind of place I want to get myself to you don't know my mate uh, Chris Melluish do you no he's got a gym round here and he's been on a podcast but he mentioned non-negotiables mm. in your day mm. and it's something I'm really going to start tailoring to my life because I have it in certain avenues with filmmaking or writing I always do that but with my physique and fitness because I've got an ACL rupture and an MCL and I can't get my operation in I've not got a purpose necessarily with sport other than to feel good and look good, which should be a good motivator. But I've always been very competitive. I used to box, I used to play rugby, football, and had a massive purpose for it. But I think I need to... That's one avenue in my life I really want to sort of sculpture and manufacture to have non-negotiables in my day where I make sure I'm doing something for my physicality yeah. because I've let that slip a little bit but again it comes, it comes to anything it's just the basic things like what you're not willing to accept so you've got yeah. like again the non-negotiables just like like with mindset stuff it's anything so when it comes to recording a podcast there's mm. certain checklists you've got to do yeah. to make sure it's going to be a good podcast yeah same thing so what can you do in your day to make sure it's going to be a good day mm. to make sure you're not going to start smashing KFC McDonald's <laughs> chocolate bars and drink yeah. alcohol like some of the things like what can you do so first thing in the morning you've got this amazing farm can you just go for a walk yeah can you just go for a walk around it's not you've got to just walk around the, the premise you've got you've got a massive premise cool and it's a, a non-negotiable so if you see a drizzle if you see some snow on, you've got a coat got a coat once you get you're it done. out but again yeah. you, you do, you're yeah. doing it for, and it's the thing for me about clients when I say like go and get your steps in I'm not doing it from a fat loss point of view I'm doing it from a mental health point mm. of view yes it keeps them more get them moving more yes that, that is true yeah. but i'll always say when you're getting your steps in listen to a podcast listen to an audiobook listen to your favorite music mm. you're doing it to put you in a good headspace yeah so you're being more active but you're not doing oh dan's told me to do this oh because you're not going to yeah, do it you're going to resent it but actually if you enjoy listening to podcasts which again most people come through my podcast they listen to my podcast and then it's then a gateway to other podcasts mm. and so my guests my guests my clients will say like i didn't even realize i like podcasts but i started to listen to yours and i'm listening to all these other ones yeah brilliant that's absolutely awesome but how good is it that there's always knowledge and information out there that can help you mm. cool and then all you're doing is you're going walking so you're killing two birds with one stone yeah, yeah. so it's then that's then getting your, your food in preparing your food like, mm. but most people rather watch netflix or sit in front of the tv and all that sort of okay well is that going to help you and the, the long term of that is uh, a feeling of not achieving something or lowness yep. and the second you do you look outside and it is drizzling but you go right no podcast time go five minutes in you're absolutely fine. Mate, you're, you're I, buzzing. One of my clients, and I, I had him on a hot seat. So every every like I don't know, every month, I get one of my clients to do like a bit of a hot seat for the clients. And this guy came to me, and he again when he did his his hot seat, his story, I didn't know how bad he was. All I knew is he came to see me straight from the doctors and been told he needed to take antidepressants. He didn't want to have them. Came to the gym. He said, oh, da, 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 and the gym owner said, right, go talk to Dan. When he was doing his hot seat, it turns out that morning he'd actually thought about driving his car into a, a, a lorry, like uh, ending his own life. Like that's wow. how that's how bad he was. Yeah. And when he sat, literally sat like me and you are now, that that's that far away, mm-hmm. and he couldn't make eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. Literally head down, shoulders down, couldn't yeah. make eye contact. Complete changed his life. Like mm. literally, complete changed his life around. And mm. the other day, 
it was, it was, I said the other day. I always said the other day, about three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it was literally the other day. <laughs> exactly it, was, it, was literally, it was literally like a month ago uh, when there was massive thunderstorms. I'd left the gym, driving home, and I see this motherfucker in a hoodie huh. and shorts with this beaming smile on his face just going off this walk. Wow. And I was like, driving past him, beating my horn, I was, and I thought... This crazy bastard. Yeah. But I, I messaged him and went, mate, I fucking love life. He's like, I didn't realise it was raining. Oh, Full on thunderstorming. I've got goosebumps. Sad but, but, that, but, but that's the thing, but he's mm. literally, for him, he's understood that he, he, that's his, one of his non-negotiables. Mm. Like, because his home environment's not great, so go for a walk, he listens to his podcasts. Mm. He loves podcasts now. Learning, that's what it is. Like, I think for, for as human beings, we've always got, we spoke about this before, like, you've always got to be uh, pushing and developing yourself in some way, shape or form, mm. but people don't. And yeah. that's the problem. They stay stagnant. And what's the old saying? If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And that's yeah. the problem with how the world's constantly evolving. If you aren't moving forwards, you're not staying still, you're going backwards. Mm. And then you, as, you, as we spoke about earlier, you, you have no purpose. If yeah. you have no purpose, guess what? You feel lost as a human being. You don't feel fulfilled. Then guess what? Oh, alcohol makes you disappear. Oh, drugs make you disappear. Oh, sex makes you disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you lose yourself. And then you lose yourself, then what? Mm. You're just an empty being and life is happening to you. Just filling that void. And life is happening. And life is happening. You get to 70 years old, you're looking around, you're like, oh, fuck me, my life's been shit. Yeah. But it's like because you've not realize what's actually happened mm. and again podcasts aren't anything fucking magical we've got to understand like people would only read books and books hold knowledge mm-hmm. but now you've got podcasts and you yeah. can listen to your favorite people and it's people giving all this information like mm. they're literally mm. giving you the information i say this to people all the time the thing with podcasts is kind of like what i'm doing now mm. people love to talk and people will give you golden nuggets that yeah. they probably don't even mean to give you. So you get these top-end multimillionaires, they'll be on a podcast, yeah. and they'll let this one thing slip, this one book they've read, or this one webinar, this one person, mm. bam. You, you, and you're open to hearing that, mm-hmm. bam, go listen to that, it'll change your life. That's the key. You've got to have your ears open for that. You've got to be waiting and expecting for that moment. Student of life. You've got to be a student of life. You yeah. have to be. You've got to have a high willingness to learn, but then along with that, you've got to have a high willingness to change. Mm. So the problem is, people are like, oh, I love to learn, love to learn. They'll hear something that doesn't fit with their narrative. Oh, no. Mm. You've, got, you've, got to be able to, you've got to be willing to change. Mm. Because, again, when we spoke about your depression, my depression, the thing that got us in that place isn't going to get us out of that place. Mm. And the people that we are now, if we then start to go back to how we were, guess what? We're going back to how we were. We're yeah, not, we're not yeah. staying how we are now. But that's the problem. People aren't happy, but they're not willing to change. Yeah, completely. And I, I love how you're eloquently putting this. Because for me, you would get up and brush your teeth. You'd go downstairs, have your breakfast. You'd have a shit, whatever you do. There's certain non-negotiables and what we'd always do in our life. So same with a bit of physical activity and a bit and listening to the right things and filling your mind with good information why don't people see that as such an important part of each day is it as a non-negotiable because we're not told yeah yeah because we're, not, we're not taught yeah this is the thing that pisses me off about it it really plateau me off. and play it. <laughs> it fucks me off people do yeah. not get told this information yeah but it's out there education's quite corrupt in its essence isn't it it's not even yeah. necessarily education yeah it's just in yeah. general people I don't necessarily know what it is. I, I'm very blessed that I'm getting to schools to help pass the information mm-hmm. on, but this information's out there. Mm. And once I found this out, I was almost pissed off. Mm. I was like, where the fuck was this information when I needed it? Where was it? And mm. that's why I'm so passionate now, and that's why I did the podcast. My sort of, we spoke about before, my sole purpose of the podcast is to help as many people as possible. But I don't go for the masses, I go for that one person. If I, can, I started the podcast, if I can just help one person, yeah. cool. Yeah. 
But you, you were talking so perfectly about purpose, how important purpose is and having passion in mm. your life. And at schools, I felt in my own experience and where I was, there was no emphasis on passion. There was no emphasis on purpose. It was learn this information. And how many kings and kings, queens and kings were there? What's X and Z together? But then each person in that class is an individual, all with their own story, their own journey, their own passions that they're sort of repressing mm-hmm. because they feel they've got to. Mm-hmm. And it it's not important but that's the most critical thing so if you're in art and the art teacher your passion is fishing it can get you drawing fish and writing about fish my friend um martin illingworth's got a book called forget school and he wrote one before that called think before you teach and he's got a little nine minute film i send it you over it's called the only fresh air is outside in the yard but it is all about this kid that not even a really naughty one or a really good one it's the ones in between that just go and it's a passive Mm -hmm. experience it doesn't mean anything thin but in this film there's a a pivotal moment where he's seen in a newspaper and he's won a fishing competition with his granddad and the teacher clocks onto that so the head teacher and he has a bit of a, a moment where he speaks to all the different teachers in that classroom and in in that school and he said right we're going to actually use this to our advantage because we can't reach him any other way so they're all using his passion in getting them interested in their subject mm. just such a simple idea really simple but it's about passion infused i think it is changing like we get to go into schools and see really inspiring teachers my partner's a teacher Mm -hmm. and she went in with the best of intentions because she just loved crafts she loved arts Mm. but then she gets into it and she's got to do all these tick lists and boxes and it's nothing about her passion and sharing that it's about getting the kids to jump through hoops Mm -hmm. a lot of the time and then the teachers lose it and it's a lose-lose battle and again it's even the most basic fundamental things and i was was having this argument with my dad the other day so my dad's an engineer very Mm -hmm. hype engineer Mm -hmm. i basically had the argument with him uh, talking about money yeah and i said we're not taught about money. Mm-hmm. There's rules to money, which I'm yep. literally, at 31 years old, just understanding. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. rules to money. There's rules of making money. Yeah. It's as simple as that. There's mm-hmm. rules. But instead we're taught the square root of whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever pi is. I ain't got a fucking clue, mate. <laughs> it's not relevant. But like I said to my dad, I said, if I wanted to be an engineer, I'd then go to university and then learn about maths and all that sort of stuff mm. but until then it's like a, there's those amazing pictures on instagram you see we've got like an elephant a monkey and a fish yeah, and something yeah. else and it's told to climb a tree yeah well of course the monkey's going to win but what's <laughs> the elephant and the fish going to do but <laughs> you tell the fish to go and swim it's like yeah. this fish will swim it's like, and that's my it's thing it's like, you, you, when it comes to school you just sort of like put in this little box and again mm. don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong necessarily with schools it's like as you said it, it suppresses that creative freedom mm. and we lose ourselves and then we're told you've got to go work this job and do da 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 yeah. and you get all this debt and it's just like it's it seems very set up for a certain subset of people absolutely and the other ones that are the fish in that scenario of the tree mm-hmm. they're gonna come out of it in a very confused manner yep. which i did myself yep. Were, yep. were you in a similar position uh, Yes, so basically, I, I was dyslexic. Well, I was, I am hey, still mate, dyslexic. Brother, yeah. 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 So I'm, still, I'm still dyslexic, so I use that <laughs> as an example. So basically, I've got a college degree, A levels, and a university degree, but I'd never read a book until I was 22 years old. Mm. I basically was using an excuse. But again, mm. that was my limiting belief. I'm dyslexic, I can't read. I could yeah. read, I just didn't want to read, I wasn't very good at it. And obviously, because I wasn't reading, everyone else got better, and I just got worse. But then once I realised, actually, all the knowledge in books and blah, 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 sort yeah. of went through that. But I didn't necessarily leave school in a bad way i just had no purpose i just didn't know what i was meant to do and i think you get that now with a lot of people who leave university like oh they've, they've done everything they're meant to do mm. they, they, what you're told to do you go to college you go to university you, you get a degree and then what mm. 
Hmm. And that's the thing. So you, you get a job. Like my brother's got a degree in history. Brilliant. Yeah. He now works um, for a clothing company. Nothing to do with history. <laughs> so what's the point? Yeah. And, and you look at all this stuff, it's like, university's meant to help you with your passion and all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't. Hmm. And then what do you do? And that's the thing as human beings. We're not, I, I believe we don't understand what our purpose and our passion is meant to be because mm. we're not taught and again we're not taught how to talk to ourselves we're not taught about our emotions we're not taught to just sit there and be like right yeah. what do i want to actually do and then if you've got this idea yeah. we're then too scared to go and do it yeah. because we're told that we're not gonna be able to do it we're not successful and all these limiting beliefs have been piled upon us so mm. we take the safe option and we work that nine to five job which again yeah. some people love to do that. that's absolutely fine but for most people they don't enjoy doing that yeah or I'll be rich one day i'll do this someday and then again having a kid and it completely throws them. They don't have to play it safe to look after the kid. And before you know it, they give their life up for the kid. They then resent the kid. And it's just this whole vicious cycle. And you just look back and it's just like, at what point were you living the life that you wanted to leave? Yeah. It's people following others' lives and oh, following a rule mate, book don't. and not living their own experience and existence. But for me, with my depression, I was crippled with it and had no idea where to go. And what I was saying about schools there... It is totally because I was just left afield. I was left on my own to work it all out for myself. And I think it's good for people to go through pain mm -hmm. and be hit hard, mm -hmm. but to be given tools along the way that you can find at some point for yourself, that's the important and, and fundamental thing about it. Mm. I really did have to go through hell and back and hell and back to, to gain them tools. And I don't think people need to fall as hard as we did. I think they can have equipment given to them subtly and then suddenly they can find access. And that, uh, you literally hit the nail on the head there. It's... Depression for me is the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre to say, Completely but it's the best agreed. thing that happened to me. Would I wish it upon anybody? No, mm. and that's why I'm trying to help people. I don't want my whole premise is to help as many people as possible not feel as shit as I felt. Yes, that's the goal. <laughs> Perfect the goal. attitude. But what people don't understand is, and I mean everyone, no one understands this. Is every single person on this planet? I don't care if you're a multimillionaire, I don't care if you're a celebrity, I don't care what you are. Mm. You have mental health. Yeah, everyone, just like cardiovascular health, digestive health. Yeah. You have he mental health. You might not be struggling with it right now, mm. but how good would it be to have a few axes just wrapped around yeah, your belt yeah. so when you're falling down that mountain, oh, fucking hell, I've got these axes here, and you can just grab onto it, and it mm. stops you from falling down to rock bottom. How good would that be? So actually you only fall down a little bit of the cliff rather than all the way down. Mm. And that's the problem. We're not given these tools, but these yeah. tools are there, and they're fucking free. Gratitude journaling is free. It's yeah. a free thing. Journaling is free. And this is all this stuff, it's free. It's easily accessible, but we're not taught it. Training... Everything. Writing poetry, 100 expressing yourself. And again, for some people, their idea of doing poetry and express themselves is their idea of hell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That, that's not your vibes. But how about just, mm. just gratitude journaling? Oh, I don't like to gratitude journaling. Okay, cool. Well, how about you just sit with your thoughts? Oh, actually, no, I can do that. Mm. Why don't you try meditating? What, what, anything. Again, running. Just anything. There's, there's an outlet for you to be, just be with yourself. Mm. But the problem is we're too busy distracting ourselves from ourselves. Mm. We'll do anything to distract ourselves. We won't just sit. I, I like what you were talking about as well with the nine to five or so on, because I think a mistake that I made after I found all these answers and it was just an influx of information, Buddhism, Hinduism, the secret, mm. whatever it be at the time, I was just lapping it up and getting philosophy drained into me because I needed it so desperately because I was telling you before the 
podcast, I literally typed in easiest ways to die. I was so, that was the night I was ready. And instead, I read on Reddit a little post and somebody said, before you do anything daft, and he, he did send me down psychedelics and substances. But I was saved on that night. I was that minute little inch away from, from topping it and just finding a way out. But after I'd been given all this information and been on my journey, I just wanted everybody to change. I just felt I had this answer that I needed everyone to understand. So I wanted them to live out sort of my existence in a certain way. Because mm-hmm. for my my dad, he's a Buddhist monk and he doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just so in the moment, got his headphones on, walking all day. And I was, st- I was alienating him because I thought, Dad, no, live like this. You need to be more on it, feel this way, have a passion, do this. But he's lived that life. He used to be a semi-pro footballer. Mm-hmm. He's had his experience. He just wants to be more relaxed and zen and just in a simple place. And a lot of my friends, I feel like, I alienated because I spoke in such an absolute way on a pedestal in this is what life should be. And the moment I realised, oh, I was being very egotistical, I checked myself again and went, no, that was just your answer you found. What I do, I've got other podcasts to do with my other personal trainer mate called um, Words and Wisdom. But my disclaimer before that podcast is the people that I'm talking to now are the ones that are actively seeking change Mm -hmm. because the ones that are happy in life, nine to five in, but in a genuine happy way. Cool. Do your thing. You're in it. You're happy. But the ones that are falling or close to falling or need somebody there, that's where my words are aligned to and and trying to help and access. That's the thing. So for me, it's looking at people and do what they're nine to fives. We know that they're not happy. Mm but it's not a place to say anything. Mm. Like, if you try and force something upon someone, it makes them resent you. Yeah. And also what you need to understand is when people are so plugged into the matrix, as I like to call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, again, but we've been there. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. I literally wasted 28 years of my life. Yeah. I li- wasted 28 years of my life. It's a painful feeling when it's you know It's painful, it, but it? the thing is, it's allowed me to be where I am now, so I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. But I just realised I didn't live with any purpose or passion. I was just literally existing. Yeah. And that's the state that most people live in. But again, if you're plugged into the Matrix, and you don't know you're plugged into the Matrix, and you're happy, cool. It's not my place to say anything. Yeah. So when people come to me and want my help, I then pass it on. So my podcast, again, if you're happy living your 9 to 5 life, cool. You probably don't want to listen to me talking about law of attraction. Yeah, and yeah. The fucking, the, 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 you, you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> and again, it's fair, on my podcast, I don't really talk too much about it because I yeah. know that people don't want to talk about that. My thing is that mm, it's okay. attracting people that do feel a bit, mm, I don't quite feel happy. Yeah. And that's the thing. Most people don't feel happy. Mm. And I feel like happiness, and this, this, this thing that blows my mind. People need to understand that happiness is a feeling. Yeah. Your thoughts create your feelings. Hmm. It's impossible for you to be feeling shit if you're thinking happy things. If you're thinking mm. about bunny rabbits and unicorns, yeah. unless you petrified unicorns and bunny rabbits, <laughs> you're going to be feeling pretty happy. Yeah. But the problem is people are feeling shit. Yeah. They're feeling low. And they're feeling rubbish. The thoughts. Their thoughts must be negative. Uh. But they don't know they've got a choice. And a vicious cycle in both ways. And I had this yesterday with this amazing girl who came to see me. She was in a really bad way. Uh, had a fantastic thing. But the Eureka moment for her was, she said, I can't take control of my thoughts. I can't take control of my thoughts. I said, can you not? I said, okay. Anyway, I had the, in my head, head right, right, I'm coming back to this in a second. Carried on talking for 20, 30 minutes. I said, I want to try an activity with you. This is okay. So anyone listening to this, you can do the same activity. Just close your eyes. I said, right, close your eyes and think of a can of Coke. Mm. I said, when you think of a can of Coke, give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up, cool. I said, think of a unicorn. Waited. Thumbs up. Cool. Said, right, raise your left hand. Left left hand up. Said, cool. Said, open your eyes. Said, uh, you just took complete control of your thoughts. Hmm. And she looked at me. Wow. 
and she's like, you motherfucker. Dude, that, that, she, that was like, she was like, she was like, she's like, you, it's like, you motherfucker. And I went, so you just told me 20 minutes ago you can't take control of your thoughts, and that's why wow. everything's changed. And I've literally just proved to you that you can take control of your thoughts. And mm. she literally just looked at, looked at me. Mm. I was like, there yeah. You go. And that's the thing, but we're not taught that. Yeah. Now you can't Powerful, control. Man, you can't control what pops up. So you can't control your thoughts in the sense of you can't control what you're about to think. Mm. But you can control your emotional reaction to that. How you experience it. Or if that negativity comes in, you can then think of something positive because you can't think of something positive and negative at the same time. Mm. It's either one or the other. So if you've got this like a slide that you want to call it, whatever it is, a filter, Mm. that's your happy place, your favorite time. Again, it could be playing with your kid. Mm. And you're feeling that negative thought comes in. You can't control that negative thoughts come in. It's yeah. then hooked you. So it's too late now. You can't get rid of it. You can't just let the thought pass. You've now hooked into it. Mm. Cool. If you've then got that slide that you can then think about and you then think of that positivity, you can't then think of the negative because you're not thinking of the positive. Mm. Mm. And then if you keep holding that thought there, then you're going to start feeling a little bit better and relaxed and then the other thought will just dissipate. It's powerful. But we're not taught that. Yeah. And it's it, it's a free thing to do. Yeah. It's so and it's, possible. And, and this is the thing. This was, and I said the same thing to, I said the, same thing to, this, to the girl. I said... Thoughts aren't the problem. Mm. Thoughts are just pictures or videos in your mind. Mm. They can't hurt you. They can't harm you. Have you ever read or listened to the book Power of Now? Yes. Yeah. No. Fuck me. Listen to it. Jesus, are you joking? Have you listened to it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mate, you fucking you braver man than me. That motherfucker, <laughs> mate. Can't, Jesus. I can't tell mate, it. Paint is more fucking moist than he is. <laughs> he is the driest motherfucker. <laughs> Brilliant. Don't get me wrong. The content. Brilliant. Electric. The content is unbelievable. Think- but you listen to him. Try staying awake. Listen yeah. to that guy. He's I, so chilling. I, I went through um, like really severe psychosis and schizophrenia, paranoia. Because, because it was all self-induced. Been um, on a big drug substance fueled tangent for about a few months. It led to a tasering. Cool story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I went through all of that. So when I was healing myself, I didn't go and seek out that. I learned for myself was just picking up book after book or listening to podcast after podcast but when that one came on unreal that was the and because i was really hyper listening in i was so focused on getting better because my best person in my life is my grandma who's honestly raised me i'm a nan kid Mm. through and through and i thought she was trying to kill me at one stage so i was like no mikey you're ill and you need help Mm. so i was listening in to everything as concrete as you could and that came on and i just realized how sort of frugal fruit like how powerful thoughts can be what road it can take you down Mm. and how you need to be sort of the master of them and it is a disease in essence if there is a absolute non-stop influx of thought Mm -hmm. and you can't control that uh to to have power over them that it it taught me so much i say say this as well when i talk about stuff like this i make it sound really easy and simple yeah yeah. we know it's not yeah when when i'm talking about like just plant oh yeah when something thinks something negative just put a positive one in yeah yeah yeah, of course fucking hell it's like (laughs) it's not as easy as that but it's understanding that people don't realize that they can actually take control of the thoughts and there's a build-up process to it so there's different levels of mental health and there's people that truthfully do have very painful experiences and hardships to deal with 100 but this is the sort of information where you can start learning and feeding into on a daily and just having them mini wins Mm. and celebrating mini wins where you've had a negative thought come in and you managed to turn it into a positive. Absolutely. Or it's just, it's just neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Because even just starting off from being a negative to being neutral, that's better than turning it into positive. And that's the thing. It's understanding, as you said, you hit the the nail on the head. It's, there's different spectrums of mental health. Some people come to me 
it's like you need to go see a therapist. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when you're really at that rock bottom, I can't help you there. And I always say this, if I'd gone back in time to when I was depressed, mm. literally me, come back, and I'd literally seen myself like some crazy fucking weird shit, yeah. I would have told myself to go fuck myself because mm. I didn't want to hear and I didn't want to know. And when you're in that dark place, you don't want to know. It's only when you're desperate to try to find that one grain of light in the darkness is what mm. I call it. You look at that one grain of light. Oh, I went on this course once. And it was one of those moments with poetry. Never done poetry in my life. But I was on this course and this thing came to me. I can't remember what it was, but something along the lines of when you realise that you are the light that you've mm. been searching for, mm. you can never end up in darkness again. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've heard that quote. I think it was about a cave. Mm. And as soon as it's let the light in mm-hmm. um, and there's been a crack open, there's no way of that... No. Ch- turning back mm. when yeah, you realize yeah. that you are the light yeah yeah so you don't need to look for a crack when you're mm-hmm. in that darkness mm-hmm. you are the light that you're looking for yeah you're looking for someone else or something else to save you no you are the that's light that's so stunning yeah and yeah. it just came this, this, this thing just came to me and I wrote it down and thought bloody hell that's quite deep oh so that was, was your my, it was my one yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, no, I no, thought no, no, we no. was trying to find that quote no no, you, no 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 you smashed no, it no, no. once you realise that, that you are the light you're searching for you can't be in darkness again dude we're going to collab after this you're me to a poet but it's one of the things where it's that was the most powerful thing for me when you realise that I'm in control of my life and that's when for me that's the biggest thing because people don't have that good relationship with themselves they don't trust themselves Mm. and they're always looking for the next thing to help them like the next holiday or the the, the, or my partner will save me or they're just relying on other things to make them happy and it's always that constant searching for when I get this then I'll be happy or do you mean I need this? It's like you don't yeah, need anything. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful with writing that, I mean, affirmations and quotes oh, are amazing. stunningly good. And I, I used to have them all over my house and room until my baby took my room. <laughs> so I had to paint it up nicely for her. But when you create your own, that's so much more powerful to you, isn't it? It, mm. it means so much more. There's been times where I say, like, be the change you want to see. If you can interpret that into your own saying and make it something... It, it lasts longer. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. That's why I went to poetry. Mm. I was talking my experience and taking in different philosophers and terms and quotes, but then managing to decipher it for my own meaning. And it just it stuck with me. And that's what you have to do, though. And I literally talked to my coaches about this the other day. Is the problem is with the fitness industry which again can be related to any industry and anything ever, is that people try and just, they'll hear something mm. and they'll regurgitate it. Yeah, yeah. They don't understand. Yeah, you're what not living it. No, you haven't. And this was it. I never talk about it. And this was, I have a conversation. I've got friends of mine that are therapists, yeah. full-on therapists. Mm-hmm. And I will talk to anybody about yeah. mental health. Anybody. Yeah. I don't care if you've got a PhD. Yeah. I do not care. <laughs> I will talk to you about mental health because I understand it on that level. Yeah. You may be smarter than me, which mm. is brilliant. I want to learn. But I understand it on that level. The problem is people regurgitate information. They mm. don't understand it enough. And then that's dangerous. Mm. Especially when it comes to mental health. And people now, we spoke earlier on about people being life coaches. Yeah. Are you really have, a life coach? Have, you, been, have yeah. you actually been there? Do you actually understand it? Or have you just gone on this life coaching course and you now got this script to follow? This happens in all walks of life, man. There's, 100% there's it trends. Does. There's regurgitation. Yep. There's jargon to be spilled. And we can all, you know, like we do at school. Mm plant ourselves with the information yep. and go and write it out yep. and get an A for it, yep. but living it out and truthfully representing that and mm. helping people. Like understanding the essence. Understanding, yeah. The whole under- yeah. fundamental essence Completely of it agree. is loving yourself. Yeah. Forgiving yourself and loving yourself. You can feel it with somebody that's been through true pain. You just, un- you f- together grow a, a, you reciprocate that. You get this energy and feeling where you go, 
Yeah, you're on that path. You get I, it. I've not you even spoken it. to you, and you get it. Well, look, straight away, yeah. you, you heard me talk on that that live. Again, wasn't one of the best lives I've ever done. Yeah, but yeah. you were like, you, the, you, you asked some great I questions. It, yeah, you asked some great questions. Mm. Answer the questions for you. But yeah. you got it. I did. Like you said about like why don't men talk? I explained why men talk. And mm. some of the other questions like, mm. but you understand, and that's the thing. You, you, the problem is when people don't understand mental health, and people talk about mental health, they think those people understand mental health. Mm. It's only when you really understand again using sex analogy, go deeper on sex. Analogy. It's like when uh, when women say, "Oh yeah, oh I like a dom," mm. then they actually meet a dom. Like, oh shit, yeah. like, oh fuck, it's in mental health. Twisted so, dom. Yeah, it's like yeah. people are a bit like fucking hell. Like, oh yeah, this person helped me with my mindset, mm. and then you actually meet someone that's gone through some shit and mm. actually understands it and can actually understand it enough to regurgitate it and help you. Yeah, and they're like, oh shit. Yeah, like no, this person fucking gets Been through it. it. And that's the thing. And like when someone you talk to someone who's had mental health, yeah. straight away you get it, you, mm. you understand. Like you can relate to it, and you've been through the same shit. Mm. The one thing in your industry I'm seeing more and more of is sort of the influencer market. And so I thought the I said go. <laughs> but when you see this, the influencer sort of rising, they feel the need and look the need to be perfect and archetypal and 100% on it all the time yourself the reason I wanted you on the show is because I just felt a really authentic conversation happening and you're saying listen I'm not even a perfect form now I'm always growing I'm forever changing I'm just interested on that as well what are some of the things in your life because I could listen to you now and Mm. think you're so bloody inspirational you smashing life I'm down here he's Mm. up there but do you have some traits or habits that you'd like to work on still and and build up you have to and that, that's the thing i say to my clients all the time i'm not perfect i don't yeah. ever, i don't i do not ever claim to be perfect mm. it's that same guy that said um i spoke earlier on that was out walking the thunder and lightning yeah so i was walking with another client just that's walking that. around uh and i basically was talking about him and uh, i basically turned around and said um basically saying like how well he's doing blah 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 blah. anyway we happened to bump into him on this walk so he was out walking and we happened to bump into him I thought fucking hell this is the universe anyway <laughs> he then says oh yeah I saw you the other day I said oh did you and there's a roundabout near where I live mm. basically it's three lanes and what happens is the right lane is to turn right but people take the middle lane to try and go right and what happens is if you're not paying attention people cut you up and you could crash yeah, yeah. so I was in the right lane and I know exactly what Dave was talking about because it happens all the time but I was then driving and this, this lorry knee went straight into me mm. and this, uh, this his, his name's Ash he went around for telling the story he goes yeah so the other day I was behind you at the round about in a red van he didn't know it was me because i don't know we drive this red van mm. he says i saw this vehicle it's about to cut you up he's like i leaned forward i was like oh what's he gonna do here <laughs> and, and they and, and then uh, obviously then, then they cut you up and you went and you didn't do anything and I, was like, I was fucking fuming i was expecting you to be winding your window down chasing them down <laughs> swearing at him i was just like i'm not gonna lie yeah sometimes i probably would yeah yeah but i don't pick a day i was listening to a podcast or something where i was in his chills <laughs> and i was absolutely fine but i turned around to him and said like and, he, and, he, and he's like and he said and i thought to myself what the fuck is wrong with this guy does he not like have any emotions i said no you've just clearly seen me on that good day yeah and i yeah. said i still do have bad days and everyone still has bad days but mm. i normally when i have bad days it only lasts a couple of hours because again my non-negotiables my morning and my evening routine so even if i have a bad day my evening routine will help me mm. so if again you have a bad day evening routine bam it then means that it, you can't actually have a full bad day wow. it's only a bad few hours because by doing your evening routine you're back on it again if that yeah. makes sense and just to flip to your point about the influencer stuff and this is again 
when I was at the height of my depression, which people won't, won't really understand this, it's still on my Instagram. If you scroll down to what my Instagram, all my pictures still there. So I'm actually a contracted model. So believe it or not, my long COVID hair. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm signed up with three agencies and I've been on the front cover of magazines. I'm actually announced summers on one of their products. I've been in Bride's magazine. I've been on all sorts of stuff, mate. The fucking toilet cubicle adverts. <laughs> but at the height of my depression was when I was at the height of my modelling. I and if you and if you and if you licked yeah. look licked if you licked you can look you can lick my phone if you want to uh, if you if you looked back through my instagram you would see this lifestyle that i was leading yeah and it was completely false yeah so we need to talk about influencers this is what people don't understand people put these influencers on this pedestal but that i guarantee most of them aren't and again yeah. i think on the live i spoke about so for me this is again it's about having the nine-to-five job for me the, dis- the, the, the sad thing in the society is when is being a good person not enough Mm. When is working a nine-to-five and being a receptionist not enough? When's being a good mother not enough? Why do you have to be this influenced lifestyle with this amazingly tiny body and all this sort of stuff? Because mm. I'm telling you now, they're not fucking happy. Yeah. You can be happy being a receptionist. You can be happy being a full-time mum. You can be happy earning minimum wage. You don't have to have all this money. Mm. The problem is with these influencers, they're so fucking miserable. Most of them, stereotyping massively, mm. they're so shallow and lost as human beings, they're completely pulled into this sort of pendulum vortex, I call it, where their energy has been extracted for these companies and they're just being used for their bodies and how they look yeah. to leave this amazing lifestyle style where they're probably in a shit ton of debt mm. and then you've got this single mum that's looking at this, this, this young 18 year old that's a size 6 thinking oh my god I wish I had that when you've got this young model that's probably looking at the mum thinking oh my god I wish I had a husband that loved me unconditionally and I wish I had a kid mm. but they're both looking for the same thing yeah just to be happy mm. but they're all comparing themselves to each other and the whole thing is about comparison it's like you've got to just unplug yourself and see what's going on here when it comes to influencers most you influencers are wrapped up and warped into that lifestyle yeah 100 mate so like there uh, must be other influences in the scene where you're looking at each other and still comparing still going further yeah, that's yeah. I, I look back to one of the photos i did i was on the front cover of this magazine with these two women they're absolutely stunning mate two of the most stunning women you've ever met absolutely mm. incredible and i'm, I'm hey, topless missus in there <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> shredded i'm six-pack shredded everything that a guy would want to look like yeah i cried before the photo shoot i cried during the photo shoot and i cried after the photo shoot yeah. and there's one particular moment in this photo shoot i had to take my top off and it's in this guy's house and um i my little like changing room dressing room thing and one of these models came to get me and she fucking saw me looking in the mirror and I was fucking like about to cry or just been crying I can't remember and she went what the fuck's wrong with you she's quite like a straight talking woman good she went, what the fuck's wrong with you I says oh I feel horrible she went are you fucking joking me she went you look fucking unreal but she didn't say it in like a big headed boost my ego way mm. she was saying it in a, a completely genuine yeah what the fuck is wrong with you yeah and I was just like, oh no. And she was like, take your fucking top off and get the fuck outside. I was like, okay, <laughs> yes, boss. Yeah. And so I did the photo shoot. But it's only now I look, I look back at hindsight and I thought, fucking hell. And it, it's, you're so wrapped up in this, you can't, you can't see how bad you are. Yeah. And all you're trying to do is impress everyone and convince everyone else that you're okay. You're trying to convince everyone. The only reason why I was loving my modeling, mate, was I was trying to get girls to sleep with me. Yeah. I was wanting to go sleep. To with dissect me. that part of your life, I'd mate, love to hear about. Mate, it. I'll, yeah. I'll go into. I was literally the most miserable I've ever been, and all I wanted was validation for my existence. I wanted people to like me on Instagram. Yeah. I wanted people to sleep with me, and I, I'm not going to go into. I, I badly had a massive problem with sex, like like a yeah. sex addiction. And I'll take these same girls to the same fucking restaurant. Different, yeah. so different girls to the same restaurant. Yeah. And the conversation was exactly the same. You literally and, live in Groundhog mate, Day. Mate, it would literally be just about me being a model. Yeah, and all they'd want is me to be a model, be on these dating apps, and it just they'd literally love the fact that I was a model. Mm. Didn't know anything about my life, didn't care about my life. I didn't care about their life. It was literally just empty, shallow, shell of an existence, and it was fucking grim. Mm. It was fucking grim, mate. Uh, and it's how old were you at this point? Fucking hell, mate, I ain't got a clue. But in your twenties, in my twenties, in my twenties, yeah, 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 yeah. in my twenties, and it's just this miserable existence. Mm. But all I wanted was people to like me. I wanted people. I loved people saying, "Oh, you look amazing." 
because it made me feel something. It made me feel what I now have for myself. It made me feel worthy. Like, oh my God, someone's, yeah, 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 I am better than you. Yeah, I've got a good body, yeah. You've always been a thinker, though, as well, because it must be very confusing and hard for somebody that's constantly thinking and on the precipice of the matrix and outside of it and then being so indulged in it. I've always been a thinker, so um, I don't know if you had this, but with my dyslexia, I had to do some tests. So I got diagnosed in secondary school, and then mm-hmm. when I was at college, I had to do some tests. And the person said, I must be one of the most frustrated people on the planet, or in the UK, I think she said. And I said, <laughs> what do you mean? And she says, your brain speed, because this is the age bracket at the time, so it would have been 18 to 22, let's say. Yeah. And she said, there's only about 2% of people with a quicker brain speed than you. Mm. But she says, your short-term memory is almost non-existent. <laughs> so she basically she's like, you must be so frustrated. So this is the problem. I talk really, really quickly, yeah. as people probably notice. But for me, I'm talking normally. Um, but it's because if I don't get my words out, I'll forget. Yeah. And literally in the middle of my podcast sometimes, I'll be like, what the fuck was I going to say? It's really <laughs> frustrating. So I've always been a thinker, but it's like I, I wasn't listening. I, couldn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't observing this. Well, I had this conversation with this lady yesterday. Like, you've got, there was the real me. Just a good human being. Mm. I'm a good person. Mm. I've always wanted to help people. God, we're going deep into this because I can't remember when I spoke about this, but this is it. I forget what I think about things, but this is, this is the core essence of me yeah. was that I was brought up in a good household yeah. with good ethics and morals to mm-hmm. be a good person. I was the kind of guy that would literally stop my car, get out and help the old lady cross the road. Mm. I've done that a few times. Mm. I'm the guy that would feed homeless people. That's me. But I then lost myself trying to be someone else, trying mm. to impress other people. Yeah. You want to sleep with me? I want to sleep with you. Do you know I mean like, like like me? Just yeah. fucking like me. Like I'll be an asshole. Like do you mean whatever? Just like me. And I wasn't living my true authentic self. I wasn't congruent with who I actually was. Hmm. And I completely lost myself, which is when I was at my most miserable. I then found myself again, but found myself better because I understood who I actually was meant to be in my core essence. Hmm. And now I'm back to helping people. Hmm. And again, business-wise as well, we spoke about this before. My business has never been better. But before, for me, business was I need money. I need clients. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Joe, when I literally ditched that, and it was like, right, how can I help people? How can I help? Mate, it just fucking comes to you. Wow. Because you're going yeah. from a place of complete authenticity. Yeah. Of like, if I'm going to help people genuinely, Real the money will come. Mm-hmm. The podcast costs me money each month. Hosting and the equipment. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because if it helps pure someone. Pure enjoyment as well. Pure enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it, but it's helping people. Yeah. And that's the thing for me. And then, like, yesterday I was talking to this girl for two hours. And she said, why are you trying to help me? Like, I'm not paying you for this. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'll tell you what, when you leave here and you text me in two months' time saying, how amazing you're feeling, it's all I need. Because mm. the money will come if you're coming from a place of being genuine authentic. And people get this wrong. Before, I was trying to make things happen. I was trying to force my life. And there's a thing like going with the flow. Again, where you get deep into law of attraction and stuff like that. It's like, when, you, when you're going with the flow of life, people use that quote all the time, go with the flow. But they don't really understand what that means. Mm. It gets very elusive. Yes. You, the universe will give you what you want. Yeah. What you want in life is there. Mm-hmm. The problem is you just don't, you've got to, it's like a restaurant. The analogy I choose is to go to a restaurant. This is how I learned it, Law of Attraction. It's, the secret is like a kid's book. You really go deep into it. Mm. The problem is people don't tell the universe what they want out of life. Mm. It's like going to a restaurant. You have to put your order in. Mm-hmm. You look at the menu of the universe. Mm. What do you want? You put your order in. The waiter takes it. You then don't worry about how the chef cooks it. Mm. Which what people do, they worry. Well, how am I going to get it? How am I going to get my, my mansion? How am I going to get the, the kids? How am I going to get this? How, 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 how? Mm. And you get crippled. And what you're doing is all you're doing is putting negativity out. Yeah. Negativity yeah. out. Whereas if you put your order in, mm. this one I'm going to be. I'm going to have a three-bedroom house. I'm going to have a fire pit. I'm going to have a Rottweiler. Mm. And I'm having a Nissan GTR. Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> but then what do you do? Live life. Live your life. Take action. Yeah. 
and then not sat there waiting for this fucking thing to come. I'm ordering my drinks. I'm getting my cutlery ready, mm. like at Nando's. Mm. Get my cutlery ready. Get my napkins Stunning ready. Get my sauces me. there. I'm taking action, preparing mm. for it to come because the chef's de- doing it. The universe is doing it. Mm. But you're going with the flow. Where some people, they're, they're trying to go upstream. They're trying to control the uncontrollables. I cannot control you. Mm. I came here today, never met you in my life, didn't know what to expect. Mm. I thought you could be a fucking asshole. <laughs> I could just waste my time. It could be a fucking shit show. Mm. I can't control that. Yeah. All I can do is come here. It's going to add some value. Play your game. Play my game. Mm. That's all I can do. I know the end game. This is going to lead to something in some way, shape, or form. This is going to help me in some way, shape, or form. Don't know what it is. It's going to teach me something. Cool. Mm. But the problem is people try and fight against it. Yeah. They fight, they're trying to swim upstream. You're not a motherfucking salmon. Stop trying to swim upstream. And all you're doing is you're just trying to steer your boat in the right direction. Mm. That's all you're doing. But you're, you're just letting it happen. Let the universe give you what you need. Mm. And people will probably think I'm fucking gone out and I'm doing psychedelics. I'm fucking not. I've never done a psychedelic <laughs> in my life. Never done a fucking drug in my life. But, but this is when you understand it on this deeper level, you understand why people are so frustrated. Yeah. Because they've not put their order in. Yeah. Or they're trying to fucking bully the chef. And no, just, just let it happen. It always does come back down to that term of balance as well. You know, you're either swimming really fast upstream, whereas you're supposed to be allowing yourself to go with it, or you can just be f- fluffy and flippant and elusive and keep hitting the rocks and yeah, everything. You but don't know what the fuck you want. Ha- having that path and assertiveness of, no, I do know what I want. I'm going to follow the stream, but it is also me taking that path and mm. taking that direction. Because the problem is people worry too much about the path. Yeah. It has to look exactly yeah, like yeah. this. And if it doesn't look exactly like that, mm. head rolls off. Mm. You can't. Because the universe will change. There's different lifelines you can go on. And every choice you make, you have a choice. You'll either move you closer towards your goals or yeah. further away from your yeah. goals. But you need to understand what your goal is in order to know if you're going to move towards it or away from it. And people don't understand this. So it's what is your goal? Mm. Make the right choices. And it's very black and white for people, isn't it? It's sort of this way or that way. But it is life is nuanced and it's grey. And there's infinite ways of mm. accessing that. 100%. But having that... Do, do you write it down then? Do you sort of have objectives? Have you got it with you now? No, no, got- no mate, I've got it with me. It's on my fucking back of my phone. <laughs> yeah, back vision of your board. Phone. Perfect. Vision board. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah vision Ab- board. Absolutely stunning. Vision I've, board. I've got a similar thing. So, and I've, I've also, people, you're going to think I'm nuts. Mm. Mate, you, you can, I've seen you do a bit of rapping. I've actually got, fucking, I'm going to die. I'm not, I'm not playing it, but uh, I've got a thing on here called uh, My Future. Where basically it's a beat, and I basically, dude. I'm not rapping, I'm yeah. talking, talking over it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. talking, my future self. Let me help you with that, is man. talking back to me. Wow. So, I'm t- my future me, like in some sense, I know where my life's going. Yeah. I know what's going to happen. It's mm. already happened. It's already happened. Yeah. Because t- people think time's linear. It's not linear. It's not a straight line. The, the, deep, deep conversation, but it's not. So my future's already happened. Mm. I just have to go and get it. Mm. So that's me talking to myself. And I'm sat on my balcony of my three-bedroom house. Mm. I'm drinking my coffee, yeah. overlooking my garden and my fire pit, my Rottweiler. Yeah. That's my... F- that, it's, it's already happened. <laughs> and what you're doing, you're programming your subconscious. Hmm. Because the problem is, the people, the goals that people want, they don't think they can achieve it. It's outside their comfort zone. So what you've got to do is you've got to make small little steps to expand your comfort zone. How do you do that? Visualization. Mm. Get yourself more comfortable to have that. Because people won't even want to say their, their goals. Mm. People won't even want to say it. They get too, ooh, Sounds ooh, silly. Ooh, so, oh, people are going to judge me. Mm. Who's a fuck? I can't yeah. give a fuck if you think I'm a twat by doing it, by recording it. I know you, you wouldn't, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't give yeah. a fuck. I, did, I literally played some of that in front of my clients. Yeah. And I sat there and I said, I bet half of you guys would have called up your ass when I was playing that. Mm. I was cool. The only person you're damaging is yourself in that situation. Absolutely. Just by holding yourself back. I did um, a music video yesterday with these 
dancers and girls and one thing like I've just had a daughter five months old and I know I'm going to put her into drama classes and so where they've got to go and express themselves and learn their emotions because these two girls only 21 but they just didn't give a shit I said oh in the best kind of way it's that sort of art of not giving a fuck mm-hmm. yep. but uh, I played the track and it's a new track that I've been working on and uh, they were going to do some uh, is it interpretive dance towards mm-hmm. it and um, contemporary art and I thought I'm going to have to really prep them for it they said no just play the track I was like okay played it and they just let their bodies move mm-hmm. to whatever rhythm and I went that's first take. It takes me three or four to warm up because I've got a filmmaker there, the guys on the sound over here, and I'm quite conscious of it all. And then I warm in. They had this complete comfortability of just being and letting their bodies mm. go. And that was when you were talking the way you were talking then, those two girls popped into my mind, and I was like, they embodied that. They were truthfully representing yeah. that. And it's so stunning to not give a fuck in the best kind of way. And it's bizarre. Do you remember talking that? I couldn't even tell what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get in that flow state? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, I'm literally, I'm literally, I'm like, what, what, did, I, what did I just actually just, what was I just talking about? <laughs> uh, mate, it, mate, it happens to me all the time. It's how I know it's been a good, really good podcast. Cause <laughs> We're both dyslexic, so yeah. this is going to be the most beautifully explorative but disjointed podcast of all time. <laughs> if you've made it this far, congratulations. Yeah. You're in with like, the you, team. You, you get, you're getting the good stuff now. Like, if, if you've made it this far, you're getting the good stuff. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Is it going to be a rap, though? Would you like to get into music? It's not necessarily a rap. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I can't rap. It's just me talking. So it's, it's yeah. Drake's beat. Basically, called, what uh, I do. Yeah, it's Drake. I can't think what the, the, the name streets, of the Mike Skinner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, but it literally just me. And I didn't even know. What, I didn't know the beat of this song, mm. but I can't remember who it was. I basically heard. It's called Futuring. I heard some some guy basically said that when he made his dreams happen, he basically downloaded this exact same song by Drake, mm. had the beat on, and then basically told himself about his future. Yeah, yeah. Like, cool. Let's do that. Then. When we were talking about the secret. Kids book. Uh, it is a kids book, isn't it? Because there's one document. I love documentaries. Oh, I've, I've got a. Oh. Um, if you're going to talk about the secret documentary, no, it's no, fucking no. Wank. Well, let me let me jump with <laughs> that. Go, then. go. Because uh, I've got a treadmill at home now. Uh, I know I've got all this space, and then I go and buy a treadmill. But it's because I wanted to watch stuff while I do it. So I've got this documentary on, and uh, the one that really appealed to me was Deadly Cools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, and the first one that come up was about the secret. And it was a guy on there. I think I've I had his name down actually. Let me just find it. It was, um, I'm fat. Here he is. Uh, yeah, James Ray. Have you heard of James mm, Ray? No. He was in the documentary quite often in that documentary and he was the first on this deadly cause so what he did was use it as a pyramid scheme he's got all these rich people coming in he's american and he's giving massive talks not authentic but he's getting them to buy into it eventually he took them he took them to arizona or where the deserts are like really hot and he was doing sweat camps there oh yes have I've you heard, heard of, of this yes, yes, and yes, he was yes, making yes. them sit through these yeah. sweat camps and they had to pass these stages yeah and they died didn't they Some and they, i think there was 90 of them dying it, they said the police turned up and they were just swarming running out and their skin was literally dripping like falling off yeah. of them like they've been cooked and that was because i've watched the secret and i'd heard about the law of attraction and so on and i think i lived my life in such a way but when you hear people like this take it and then misconstrue it or use it as a sales tactic, it, it, yeah, it completely taints it, doesn't it? And people don't want to go on that path. Oh, the secret. Oh, law of attraction. That's tied to this corrupt person. Mm. So it did that to my heart a little bit as well. It mm. kind of tainted it. But how you're speaking, putting yourself in these 
situations making yourself go out there knowing what you want so if it's me with poetry and getting to certain stages that takes me going to london then to bristol to brighton all around the country and then you meet a person or another make networks it's me going out there with intention and mm. going out there and i didn't need a, a sort of be told how to do that as soon as you get given that gift mm -hmm. it's yours to interpret and yours to take out Absolutely. and it's how you were speaking then fed my soul because i kind of got that then wherever that tainted it watching that documentary for me but, but, does that make sense that's what, that's what it is. With, with anything <laughs> like what's that saying off spider-man great power comes great responsibility yeah 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 it's true with anything mm. like once you understand mindset mental health stuff mm. you have the power to use it for good or for evil mm. Simple as that. But same with anything. It's all about intention. So a knife. Yeah, yeah. With a knife, you can save someone's life in surgery. Yeah. Or you can stab someone to death. <laughs> What's your intention behind it? Completely. And again, with that, you can't control what people are going to do with that information. Uh, I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm, I'm nicking that. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, but, stunningly good. But, but, but again, with it, it's like you can't, you can't do anything about that. Mm. All you can do is just go there and worry about yourself. I can't worry about what you're going to do. You could take this podcast and you could do anything with it. Yeah. Dubbing now, <laughs> what a wanker! <laughs> this guy, Bellend. I hate. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm funny things. <laughs> Too many Fucking things could add Jesus, in yeah. there. But uh, that is the same with social media. Yeah. Oh, God. Whatever it is, but what a wicked attitude mm. to go. It doesn't have to be good or it doesn't have to be bad. You get to interpret mm -hmm. that. It's context and it's hard. Hmm. Like I said, I say it to people all the time. Like when you know I'm talking now, it's hard, but. Yeah. Every night, we need to understand, I read every night and every morning. Yeah. So this stuff hasn't just come to me. Like, it's not just like, I've just woke up one morning, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it's stuff that I've had to really use, because, again, I used to be a very angry person, just angry at the world, but I was just more angry at myself. And it's just then when you, when you understand and you look at Buddhist philosophy on stuff, and you look, yeah. at the, you look at all this ancient stuff, look at any religion. I don't mm. give a fuck what religion you are. I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm yeah. Not, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Yeah, same. But you look at the core essence of every single religion, what is it? To be a nice human being. Treat others as you wish to be treated. 100%. The golden, the golden rule. rule. That, golden that's rule. why I got that. The golden it was rule. in a song. The yeah. golden rule. Every day I'm measuring the hurt within the golden rule. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, what's that? Looked through. That's what I've been trying to fucking say yeah. all this time. The golden rule. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> treat others as you wish to be treated. Yeah. And every single religion goes back to that. Yeah. yeah. And once you understand that, yeah. awesome. And again, you look at like the, the Bible and stuff like that, the people, the people talk about um, the kingdom of heaven. Mm. When you interpret that, you realise that the kingdom of heaven is you living your true authentic self. Mm. And you're living in the kingdom of heaven. You're living your life as your true authentic Madonna self. Madonna sang about this, didn't yeah. she? Place it, on earth. Yeah, yeah <laughs> place on earth. And then you've got mm. then um, he uh, hell. Mm. Hell is you not living your proper self. You're living like, the worst possible life. And then your life will be hell. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. It's like you, you, with, with the Bible and stuff like that and anything, any religion, you look at the core essence of it, mm. it's just rules on how to be a good human being being people misinterpret so much as well don't they and take very literal but again like we spoke about it's intention mm. how the fuck can you have holy wars mm. how, how can you have war of religion yeah how by definition you can't because uh, by definition you can't have war over religion because you're then losing the core essence of the religion which is treat the people how you want to be treated mm. what so you want to be murdered by are you fucking off your head mm. So people use that as an excuse, use it as a weapon. Once you understand this, and again, religion has like a cult-like following, because again, people don't understand the core essence of it. Mm. Mm. They, they're religious, but they don't understand the core essence of it. Yeah. That the power is within them. Because again, religion holds this thing of, you've got to do this, you've got to be part of this community mm. to mm. have this special thing. Yeah. No. You have the power. You as an individual have the power 
to be the best version of you, to take back control, to live the life that you want to lead, the problem is people want you to pay thousands for it. Yeah. yeah. Or buy this course, do this, do that. No, motherfucker. No. Mm. Just sit with your own fucking thoughts and do the work. And this comes back to what you said earlier in that lyric that you wrote, you are the life. Yes. Within that religious community, whatever community of a subset of rules, it's down to you inevitably in the end to go, oh, that works for me. Mm. That's beautiful. I'm keeping that. Yeah, I don't like that. No. And you can say no. But then you look at prayer. Mm. What's prayer? Oh, yeah, prayer works for me. Pray to God. Mm. What are you doing when you pray him? Law of attraction. Mm. What are you putting out there? Positivity. Yeah, yeah. Dear Lord, I want to do blah, blah, blah. It's mm. a self fulfilling prophecy. You're then talking to yourself. Yeah. You're saying to yourself, right, we're going to do this. And it happens. But then you're taking some action towards it. Mm. And again, look at all the beauty. Oh, God's done this. Again, I would say God wants to Christianity. I mean, anything, any religion. Oh, but you need to understand that there's, there's other things behind this as well. Mm. So you go deep into it. Like, you, <laughs> there is something. Whether it's God, a God. For me, it's the I've universe. <laughs> but for, me, it's the, for me, it's the universe. Mm. So you need to understand that everything in my life I've got and I'm going to get isn't me. Mm. It's the universe. Yeah. My guardian angel, going deep into stuff, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I can't it's create, beyond ego. It's beyond ego. Mm. So all the stuff I'm creating, all the stuff I'm doing, and again, when my clients get these amazing results, I'll always say, oh, you've done amazing with your clients. No, no, they've done the hard work. Mm-hmm. But with anything, like where I'm going in my life and what I'm trying to create is not me. It's yeah. the universe. Yeah. And the universe is going through me. Like I just said there, I literally couldn't even tell you what I said. Yeah. When, we, when I went off on one, yeah. I can tell you, but that's the, that's the energy, the universal energy coming through me. So it's in there somewhere. As a, as a writer, you know that's when your best stuff's emerging is when it's just coming through yeah. you. But you haven't the, wrote that. The yeah. universe has come from the universe. The, the ego self or the characterized self, it comes out very contrived yeah. or jarring mm-hmm. or saturated because you're trying to use too much thought. Too much the, of I. Yeah, I. And the, the real sense of self comes out when it's just... You don't know where it's come from. Yeah. Holy shit! That, yeah. That's the line. Thank you, universe. Begin, begin, thank that's you. what it is. The universe. Begin. That's what you're yeah, thanking it. Yeah. So you, you've had to do the work. Yes, you have. But you got to thank your guardian angel or whatever mm. you believe in. Like, for me, it's like it's like a guardian angel. Like I'm, I'm really trying to get some work into this. Like the more I've looked at it and, and going into it, like there's a guardian angel that's looking after you. Mm. Uh, you just don't see it, and people click saying it says got it. For me, it's this this guardian angel. Mm. We've got different dimension going to deep stuff, but <laughs> that's what it is for me. So any good stuff that's happened to me in my life, mm. I know that it's not me. Yeah. It's someone else has helped me with this. I'm just then executing on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. Again, I still fuck up. I fuck up all the time. All the time. But for me, the saying that I've got is, it's impossible to fail if you're learning from it. Mm. Because then that failure, by definition, becomes a lesson. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Impossible to fail. And you're not attached to that failure. You, you're just allowing experience and learning to happen because yep. if you if you go oh that was a failure i'm a failure yep. and you attach it to self then that's what you become mm. but if you go oh that didn't work there's a lesson yep. here's some learning you've not attached yourself towards nope. it nope. yeah i absolutely. think that's absolutely stunning yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can definitely vibe with you brother Mate, fucking... <laughs> going on all day <laughs> we should have set like a stopwatch let's go for the world's <laughs> longest podcast sod it <laughs> get the bevies in <laughs> don't know where it goes. Mate, i told you about the magic juice give me some coffee down my neck yeah. I, I, I did, tell, did i not tell you get coffee down my neck i'm fucking i'll tell you anything <laughs> with, with your clients yeah. then do you have to be very conscious of what they're about and what they're after because when you speak of a spirituality does it put some people off sometimes it's kind of taboo in certain places i don't really speak about it yeah um 
all I have my clients well, you do. Smashed it on here. <laughs> all, all, honestly, this is the first time I've really spoke about it. Yeah. And it, it being completely honest, I don't even talk about it on my podcast. I mm-hmm. don't. Uh, the, la- the first time I actually spoke about Law of Attraction, the first time I ever spoke about it, I had a guy called Michael Logier mm. uh, on my podcast. He wrote The Secret Behind the Secret. That's one of the books that saved my life. And first he introduced me wow. to the Law of Attraction. Had him on my podcast. He's absolutely incredible. Um, but then I've gone in an even deeper level of Law of Attraction. So, but I don't, still don't talk about it mm. um, until. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I basically did these workshops I do on a Friday. So, yeah. what, what, how many clients have got now? Mm, 35, 36 online clients. So, they're there at this workshop, and I said, Right, today I'm just going to talk to you about law of attraction. Mm. Basically, what I did right there, going with the flow, setting yeah. your goals. But again, it, and then basically what I said to them, I said, was everything I've taught you about what, what's your north? I say, Where are you going? What do you want out of life? Mm. Doing your gratitude journey in the morning, positive intentions, like putting the positive edge out. I said, All this stuff I've got you to do. Is law of attraction. Yeah. I haven't said it's law of attraction. So basically, I've turned around and been like, surprise, this <laughs> one is. So this one is. But I said, like, but they, they, but they all got it. And I was very, very nervous about talking about it. Mm. So I didn't know how they would respond to it. But every single one of that felt like, fucking hell, yeah. I, everything you say makes complete sense. Mm. But it's understanding the stuff that I get my clients, I don't ever mention spirituality. I don't mention fucking religion. Yeah. I'm just helping them take back control of their thoughts. I'm helping them understand what's going on in here. I'm helping them understand their identity. Mm leads to their thoughts. Their thoughts create their belief systems. Their belief systems then create their vision. Mm. So their feelings. Then their feelings lead to their actions. Actions lead to results. Results lead to confirmation of their identity. This vicious cycle that they're in. Yeah. I help them understand their thoughts and their feelings. Understand that everything in life is because of a feeling. You have this trigger. This trigger, this feeling. You then take an action to get a reward, which is also a feeling. Mm. So at the minute, let's say let's use fat loss. Most people come to me for fat loss, mm. but I don't give them fat loss. What's it, you get people to come in. You, don't give them what they, you give them what they want, but you also give them what they need. Mm. And that's basically what I do. So I get you fat loss. Yeah. yeah. And the way I like on fat loss for me is I call it boiling the kettle. So everyone knows that boiled kettle, I love analogies, if you haven't noticed. Oh, I'm love it. all it's about it. I'm so, imagery-based. 100%, so. that's what I'm saying. So I say to my clients, <laughs> it's boiling the kettle. So people come to me and they want fat loss. Cool. The whole thing is when I get X, and I'll be happy. Right, okay, you won't be, but you will by the time we get you to X. So we fill the kettle up. The old saying, uh, watch kettle never boils. The fat loss kettle is mm. filled up. You turn it on. Mm. We then leave that kettle. And we go and work on you as a human being. Yes, yeah. Because then by the time we fixed you, slash fix, if I say the word fix, it's not yeah, about fixing. Yeah. People, people aren't broken, they don't need fixing. They need to find themselves. Mm. But again, you try and explain Guidance that to someone. Guidance or help. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But they, they do all the work. I, yeah. A good coach and teacher shows them where to look, but doesn't, doesn't tell put, them what to see. Put them on the back and yeah, start yeah, running Doesn't, doesn't tell them. them what to see. Yeah. So I basically give them some information, send up to them what they do. Brilliant. Uh, basically like, this is how the mind works this is how your thoughts work this is how your feelings work because they take control mm. and what happens is by the time they've got their shit together and they've started to love themselves again oh fuck I've dropped 20 pounds yeah look, would yeah. You look at that and that's how it works but it's understanding that the initial thing with it is that all these limiting beliefs that they've got people self-sabotage all the time they don't understand why they're self-sabotaging mm. people will try and get fat loss working against their identity if your identity is I'm a fat failure mm. guess what you can lose 20 pounds you're going to gain it all back on because you're then going to feel uncomfortable because you've now lost this identity this mm. fat failure identity that you're still holding you're now 20 pounds down you're now not a fat failure because you've done something with your life mm. guess what you've got to go back to being a fat failure because you don't know what this personal thing is because you've not worked on it yeah. bam you then like a bungee cord yeah. go back to being a fat failure oh why do I self-sabotage time and time again mm. so this thing for me I work on my clients cogs and this was mm. about earlier on we kind of whiz past it <laughs> I'm not a personal trainer mm. I help people get fat loss I'm very good at fat loss that's my forte mm. but I understand a lot about mindset self identity so my thing is again I don't cram it down their throats but I make it very clear when people have consultations with me this is what we're doing yeah. a non-negotiable you have to read this book mm-hmm. you have to 
scratch this one book, you read this book, yeah. you have to gratitude journal. You have to. If you don't do these things, I'm not taking one as a client. Wow. So straight off the bat, they understand you've got a gratitude journal. And it means business. <laughs> if you don't do it <laughs> yeah. and you don't get results, mm. it's your fault because Completely. you've not done the work. You haven't done the work. Mm. I'm telling you to get these results that you want, you've seen me get, you have to do these things. If you don't do these things, you're not going to get these results. And it's fucking free. I send them the motherfucking book. Mm. You don't have to buy the book. <laughs> Just read it. Just read the book. <laughs> Scrimped up book that everyone's been using. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it off Amazon free. Like, they're not free, but pay for it. Okay. What, what I really liked what you said there as well is understanding the brain. Mm. Understanding what makes you tick and what makes you sort of fall and fail. Mm. Because for me, I was unaware a lot of my life i was sort of just on pilot mode mm. and probably similar stories i've really got into girls at one stage and so i'm an addict i think i've got a different wire up to a lot of people when i'm in something i'm in mm. I'm, I'm all balls deep mm. <laughs> and i struggled so much with females and women but also that was a part of my brain it was a part of my trigger i'd not had much love in my life mm. as a kid so you, uh, all you wanted was that reward yeah being I, loved I wanted, and wanted validation yes, i was love, desperate wanted validation. that's what it is and you're using whatever it is whatever it yeah. acts, drugs sex alcohol to get that reward 100 percent. once you understand that Completely. what's missing then you can do something about it exactly that. that's what it is and, if, and right now you're doing so positive with it it's mm. not a problem there's yeah. no problem with you having an addictive personality if it's doing this yeah. and it's not ruining your life. Now, if you're spending every second here and you're neglecting your wife and kids, Completely. that's then a problem. But to go all in on something, mm. that's amazing. But to go all in on fucking drug addiction, alcohol, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's what I was alluding to with the brain. If you know about self, you know about your brain and you can really work out sort of what rises your dopamine, serotonin, all those sort of aspects of you and what feeds you and what makes you a better person. Because for me, when I was looking down my social media, I was looking at loads of boobs and bums and just thought, Mikey, what's the, when you look at this and you feel something inside of you, what is it? Is it an urge? Is it an impulse? So I just pressed the mute button. I started doing that a little bit more. And then I thought, well, I need to be working on things, though, because I'm that person that has desperation to mm. be achieving and making something happen. So start a podcast up. Look at doing filmmaking. Mm. Get into something tried training and fueled it in a different way and i used my negative aspect of myself and the negative traits and just focused on a, a different part of my life mm. and i love what you said there about the brain i think the people that are unconscious and just living on stone in the shoe feeling uncomfortable sit down do the laces but take a moan to go right what is this? Pe where's this pain coming from? Why is it perpetuating? What are you running away from? Yeah, th there you go. So I, I, I took a long time for my life to actually take that sit down, remove the shoe and put the shoe back on. But it's so powerful when you do. And I think that first comes into self, into yes. looking in, inside where you come from. I'm going to use that. I'm Mate, still, we're, I'm we're analogy like, monsters. Yeah, you can use my knife one. I'm going to use that stand <laughs> one. That's a great one. Knife and shoes. There you go. <laughs> We've got a track coming yeah, out yeah, of this, yeah, dude. Yeah, there you go. I'll be the <laughs> the bass DP voice. <laughs> oh, and, and, and you know what I've got? Yeah. The Joe Pasquale. <laughs> Hello, everybody. There you go. We'll get it's something a, come out. It's a nice podcast voice you've got, though, dude. Is it? Yeah, really nice. I, I, it works. But again, but, but this is the thing. Hmm. I've always hated my own voice. Really? I've always hated pitching myself. I've always thought I had a big photo. But again, people want to pay me to do photos. Cool. Yeah. But then it comes to podcast again. I had to get over that thing of my voice because at the end of the day, I don't care. And I had a lot of people say that I swear too much. If you can't get past my swear words and actually hear what I'm saying on a fundamental level, because again, it's intention. Mm. Again, I'm not going deep into me swearing, but there's reasons why I swear. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding that it's never done with intent. 
Mm. When I'm on my podcast, when I'm using the word fuck, shit, whatever it is, it's never said with malice or intent or aim to make people feel a certain way. Yeah. So when you understand that, and I'm coming from an authentic place, and you hear past that, Mm. you will get the core essence of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But again, if you're going to use swear words, okay. Cool. You're then not ready to listen to the message. And, and you weren't, you're not clumsy with your swear words. No. You don't just add it every other sentence because people can be unconscious about how they mm-hmm. use it. But for me, swear words can really accentuate a Agreed. part of the conversation. Agreed. I mean, I'm really reflecting back to the streets. Um, dry your eyes, mate. I had a horrible yeah. breakup, mate. Yeah. I, I went the wrong way too. Uh, but when you've got dry your eye mates on, he says, I'm not just going to fucking just fucking leave it all now. Dude, I just got mm. um, goosebumps again saying that because he couldn't have just gone I'm not just going to leave it all now you said we'd be together and mm. that was your vow Doesn't no work. but fucking and fu- doubling up on the fucking mm. powerful that's strong powerful. and it catches me every time I, I kind of want to run through a wall when he says and it. that's the thing people and this is where I did a, a workshop for um, some vets again vets got a very high suicide rate mm. and uh, I went into this, this workshop and well this, this group workshop was like a six week workshop thing and talking to the person who's running it I said do you want me to curb my swearing and he said, no. He said, the mm. reason why we've got you on is because you're not this pristine corporate person. Yes. yes. You're real and raw. Cool. Obviously, when I go to schools, I can't drop F-bombs. Yeah, Listen yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. dicks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I, I, can, I can tone it back and say to people, like, I swear to, not even, I don't do it intentionally or consciously, but when I'm meeting a, a girlfriend's parents for the first time, I'm not dropping F-bombs. Mm. I can not swear. This is like, and- for me, I'd rather just be my, my authentic self. So I'm doing my podcast. I swear. Yeah. I don't say sorry for it. Now, some podcasts I've done, I have actually had to put a disclaimer because I've gone over the top and I don't even know why I've gone over the top. But it's never, again, done with malice or hatred. Yeah. But well, it's because you're doing a podcast, you're live, and then sometimes you're just so in the conversation and it's just comfortability. Yep. So we probably listen to a podcast back before where you've said like all the time. Oh, or yeah. you've, we've got a little click words and you just get better over time Agreed. at having conversations. But Absolutely. yeah, swearing's a good one for me. When I've found my real comfortability with somebody, I'm like, so it's fucking kind of... <laughs> definitely i think it can help a part of a conversation mm-hmm. you should see when i've been on here and i've had younger people on or so on well any people and the moment they've swore swore 30 minutes in they went oh can i swear on here and you go yeah of course you can say mm-hmm. what you want fuck poo bollocks mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they just relax yeah. uh, it's, you're not constantly thinking about oh Mm, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. So yeah, yeah it worked. Authentic self. I was going to go into your podcast then a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I thought we're smashing this dude. Are <laughs> you, you on a time limit at all? Uh, well, a mini time yeah, yeah. limit. I've got to be back in the gym. <laughs> you have got a life to yeah, live. I've got, I've got, I've got something in a half past five. So. <laughs> I'll jump you in a little bit then, just to your podcast. Yeah. How long has it been running for? What was the catalyst of wanting to start a podcast? Um, and were you inspired by lots of other podcasts to sort of make you go down that path? So it's been going for over a year now. So it nice. started just before the first lockdown. Um, yeah, yeah, so literally just things. before the first lockdown. Like I said, I wanted to basically do it live, face to face, and then lockdown hit. So I moved it all on Zoom. Uh, and I said, the whole premise of the podcast help people both mentally and physically become the best versions of themselves. Mm. And again, with that, so it's not just about fitness. I, I, I rarely talk about fitness or fat loss. I talk about man- mindset stuff because, as I said, for me, that's the core essence of it. The analogy that I use is someone's on one side, like the Indiana Jones. So you, they've got the chasms, you've got the, the rickety wooden bridges. <laughs> so you're on one side, you won't get to the other side. Mm. And my whole thing is, what people don't understand is there's things you've got to go through. So you've got the fundamental pillars of fat loss, which mm. is your planks of wood. So you've got your, your being in a calorie deficit, doing your cardio, nutrition, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're the planks of wood. Mm. 
but you've just got floating planks of wood. So you need the rope that holds it all together. That's your adherence. So you've got to be able to stick to the plans. You can have the best planks of wood ever, mm. the finest custom-made <laughs> hand mahogany wood things. And well, anyway, brilliant. Talk to me, baby. All, yeah, all scientific and whatever it wants to be. But if you can't stick to it, it's useless. Yeah. But now you've just got rope and some wood attached to it. You mm. then need those big fat fuck-off things that get dug into the ground. The two pillars. one end, the pillars go each yeah. end. That pillar's your mindset. Mm. That's your mental health. Because without that, you're not going to stick to anything, mm-hmm. which then makes the whole planks of wood useless. Mm. That's my philosophy. Mm. Everyone knows how to get into a calorie deficit. Everyone knows about nutrition training, but not many people know how to take control of their thoughts. Mm. So for me, I learned so much from podcasts. So I was like, cool, let's just do a podcast. And again, I don't do any sort of selling. I don't run any sort of adverts on it. I don't intend to run any adverts. Uh, obviously, unless I get a really good fucking sponsor that's going to yeah, help yeah, me, yeah, help yeah. me with my vision, because my vision is to help as many people as possible. Mm. That's my vision. I don't want to be a sellout. I'm not doing it to make money. That's mm. not the premise. The premise is I want to get some amazing people on. They've gone through some shit that can help people going through similar things. Mm. So I've had a lot of um, people on there. I've had Olympic... Um, Olymp- Team GB athletes. Mm. Uh, I've had an Olympic gold mer- Paralympian. Pal- the Paralympian? Yeah, Olympian, that's the word. word. I've had comedians on there. I've had absolutely all sorts. I've had some incredible guests. Again, Mark Lodge, the Law of Attraction guy. Um, All over the country. All over the country, yeah, in America. America. Most of my guests are American. Mm. Most of my guests are American. Um, Yeah, a few Canadians. But the majority of them are American. I've had uh, Joe the the Gangs, Crips and Bloods. Yeah. I've had a blood. Uh, Crip, he's a Crip. Crip. Oh, whoa, dude. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so I've had a Crip on. Uh, We're going to show you a story about that and uh, went to jail and all that for for armed armed robbery. I'll I'll, I'll go looking for it. Yeah, 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 for armed robbery. That'd be fantastic. A guy called uh, Jose Lugo, absolutely brilliant. Um, Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's another thing of technology, though, you know, when people speak in absolutes of, oh, it's a bad thing, look what it's doing. Look what opportunities no. it and, 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 and that's what it is. And that, that's the thing for me. Is my podcast is just completely genuine, pure, and it's my little baby. I absolutely mm. love it. Uh, yeah. And again, sometimes I go on myself. I've got two co-hosts as well. So uh, normally it's either me that's talking or I've got a guest on, or sometimes I'll have my co-hosts. So my co-hosts are two young girls. They're like the, the, the yin to my yang. I'm very fucking yeah. fiery. Uh, one's my coach called Charlotte. She's very yoga, zen. Uh, she's 25, I think. And I've got another one called um, Heather. She's also, again, very... to her podcast. Yeah, she, she's her. very sort of chilled and relaxed. Yeah, again, very for zen out, and she's like twenty two, I think, or twenty three. I think so, it, she was the one that was like, "Oh, I'm really nervous," and then went into it and just smashed it. Yeah, for, and, what were you nervous and, for? And, and, and that's what it is. So, so, so with it, so, so you've got my two co-hosts there, that are like mm. Ying Yang. So sometimes we want to talk about stuff. So we talk about periods the other day. So the last podcast, the latest one was out, was all about periods, mm. and it was just them talking about their experiences going through periods and how men don't understand and all the. Exper- but again, it's amazing because as a male, I don't want. To, it's not a scientific episode. It's just yeah. their experience. Mm. And again, loads of people are like, "Oh my god, I've gone through the same sort of thing." So that's what it is for me. It's just open up conversations. Mm. My podcast said to open up conversations to get people to think and then be like, ah, I mm. can sort of relate to this a little bit. This is what this person did. And like I always say, all my guests say the same things that I say. Mm. They just say it in a different way. Yeah. Because once you understand that mental health and mindset is a coat hanger and mm. all people are doing is putting their own clothes on the coat hanger, yeah. Then you understand. Oh, it's just a coat hanger. If I could just nail down that coat hanger, cool. That's all I'm talking about. Mm. It's not my ideas. Some of it's my ideas, but it's just I've learned it from other people. I've implemented it, mm. and I'm sharing my truth. What I've learned. So it's it's like a big community jigsaw, isn't it? 100%. And there's an answer behind all of it, 100%. and there's something that we're all accessing, but we're all adding our own little piece to it. Absolutely. And completely, you can listen to certain people and feel, oh, they seem to just get it more than me, more so. And you just go, no, you've not found your way yet. You've not discovered your piece, but Absolutely. there is there's a piece, and you yeah. can add it whenever you need. It's one of those powerful episodes. That it was a woman called Petrus. She was in a cult called the Children of God. Wow. Have you heard about that? It's basically I think a I have. massive pedophile cult. It was 
was fucked where, where was up. it but in America in the world, in the world all around the world it's all it's basically I think it's on deadly cause yeah it will be so the children have got basically the whole premise of it is like that they believe that everyone should be having sex with everyone at any age it's fucked and up and you, you yeah def- so, I 100% yeah. watched so, this so, episode so, so she, um, had a member of that so she, 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 she was a member of that uh, we don't talk about the court because it's quite triggering obviously people like it's it's very fucked up course, and pedophilic so, but it's just a case of we mentioned she was in that then she, we talk about how she then tried to acclimatise she then became a massive alcoholic nearly killed the kids through alcoholism and now she's a motivational speaker and goes into to, to workplaces to Incredible. help them implement mental health mindset stuff but what an amazing story that is yeah. so people think they're at rock bottom okay fucking hell and again it's all relative because yeah people are like oh yeah but my story's not as extreme as hers it's irrelevant mm. your story is your story yeah. it doesn't have to be that extreme and I hope to God it isn't that extreme it's understanding that someone's gone through that extreme yeah. and look how successful they've become yours might not be as extreme but it still affects you in the same way yeah. you can just be as successful it's just a case of stop being the victim and actually taking back control mm. and doing something about it you, you, you've experienced pain you've been through fear and you've come to a light side mm. and, and then use it use that pain make it be others. worth make it be worth something yeah helping others something. find that that light side and all the answers that you've discovered from it 100%. and that was your idea of starting the podcast yeah. was always that, that just to ha- my goal was to help one person yeah I genuinely i didn't think anyone would listen to it. it it's really taken off and it's been a lot more successful than i thought it was going to be but which is brilliant because again yeah. it's just me just rocking up and trying to add value that's all it is <laughs> but it's a case of i just want to help one person yeah it was my quote as well or one i'd seen again that stopped me in my tracks was that be the person you needed when you were younger yeah. oh mate yeah. <laughs> it's so simple yeah. but I, you do reflect to it I, I was horrendously bullied at school i really hated my experience that no love aspect and just looking out and going oi mikey you're gonna be all right yeah. you're gonna be fine yeah. man we'll come out of this together absolutely There's ans- there, are, there are answers and there are good people in the world there is and that's something to remember like you are amazing as you are mm. you don't need anything or anyone else mm. just start trusting loving yourself and forgiving yourself wow that's all you need it's a beautiful way to end it on innit there you go leave that, leave that. <laughs> dude I've got a lot of love for you man yeah, you, mate, it's been you're amazing. doing really special things thank god you exist yeah. uh, you've channeled your pain you channeled your anger all those negative aspects of yourself and you're doing good into the world yeah, I, I completely applaud it no, no, so, no, 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 also, thank you. so thank, much love thank you for you. having me on Anytime. thank you for inviting me and having me on it's been we'll do awesome. this again we'll have a no, good we catch will. up I'll, I'll help you in any way we can no, and I love that thank you beautiful Brilliant. well guys you've been a part of the old farm bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Where can they find all your stuff, mate? What can they podcast and all, everything? So the podcast is the Prime Life Project podcast, and it's available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So yep. uh, Apple uh, podcast or all Spotify or yeah, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, and you can find my personal page on Instagram is Daniel underscore James underscore fitness. Feel free to drop me a DM on there. I'm always open to chat with people. So yeah, if you're struggling, you need to reach out. Want to is talk? Is that to mainly me. on um, Instagram? You Instagram, say? yes. Yeah. I, I don't do much on Facebook. I am on Facebook, but I don't. Facebook I don't now. tend to do much stuff on Facebook. I think it's gone apps to shit. Yeah. So for me, I'm on Instagram. I've got a Prime Life Project Instagram as well, which is Prime Life Project underscore official. But if you want to get me properly, it's Daniel underscore James underscore fitness. That's where you find me. Beautiful guy. Yeah. Guys, remember what we say, just be nice to one another. That's all. Peace out. Big love, man. Take care.